Welcome to Repeater, uh, Repeater's Top 10 Countdown of 1997. Yeah! So for all you 97 heads in the audience, uh, <laughs> get ready and strap in. It's going to be very exciting. It was a good year. It was a, it was a good year, I think, uh, in a lot of ways. Oh, that's great. Um, I bashed my face on this microphone very hard before. Well, it doesn't show. You look, <laughs> you look great. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we, I'm Evan. This is Pat. Nice to meet you. Uh, we host the podcast Repeater. It's a show where we talk to people about songs that mean a lot to them. But tonight we'll be counting down, along with the help of uh, seven incredible comedians, we'll be counting down the top songs of 1997. Uh, a lot of incredible things happened that year, but most importantly, a lot of crazy good music came out that year. Uh, truly, it was so fun. Pat, where were you in 1997? Oh boy. Starting middle school, uh, I moved way across town, a whole quarter of a mile wow. uh, to the neighborhood where all the skaters lived. And I thought to be cool, I needed to like corn. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's true. Wow. In sixth grade, that's legally required. That's what worked. At least for me. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I, for whatever reason, I don't view 97 as the beginning of middle school. I view it as the end of elementary school. Uh, Cause we, I think we were the same year, same grade. Um, and what was I doing? I don't know. Playing baseball regularly and listening to the wallflowers. That was my big, nice. that was my big thing. Um, yeah. Uh, but I was doing nothing. I mean, come on. I was 10 or 11 or whatever. Uh, but it was an excellent year for music. For some reason, it always stuck out in my mind. So we picked this year sort of arbitrarily, but sort of because I think we dug the music from that year, yeah, right? There's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. And it's sort of like varied and very odd to look back on like what came out that year. And we're very excited to uh, count it down. So without further ado, would you please welcome our first comedian to the stage, Kyle Gordon. <laughs> Sir. I'm yeah. terrified of this microphone. You just gotta, yeah, hold everything together. Hello. Or put in a stand. I don't know. Wow. It was me the whole time that was fucking it up. That was you, dude. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Hello. Uh, you look great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And to- as do you guys as well. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. Thank you so much. You're- you get hotter every time I see you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank As you. does the crowd. New York City, New York. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what was the best song of 1997? Uh, the best song of 1997, hands down, was Lollipop, uh, parentheses, Candyman by Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so coming from Bounty Land. Yes. Because we all remember the deep cuts from uh Aqua's nineteen ninety-seven album Aquarium. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Some people know the song Barbie Girl, but I'm sure everyone's very familiar with the rest of that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I knew I had to I had to pick a song from Aquarium, but I didn't want to be a fucking pussy and pick Barbie Girl. <laughs> a real fucking dude likes listens to Lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually uh, really like this song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can For people, who, I mean, I imagine everyone knows the song very well, but for anyone who doesn't know, could you like give us a little bit of, you know, what, what this song sounds like? Maybe some of the lyrical content of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's, a, this, uh, this is like my favorite genre of music, which was popular right around this time. And uh, uh, I think got like more popular maybe like in the next two years 
because Aqua was really cutting edge, but it was the genre of like <laughs> Euro dance music that was like a girl being like, I'm so shy and I can't believe I'm here. And then the... the <laughs> <laughs> And then, a, and then a dude coming, and then like a Dutch dude coming in like, yeah, have you ever been sad? Come on, do it. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like that. Then we're having fun. Everybody here have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Aqua mastered that. And uh, <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 101. Yeah. Do you think they, did they get their due in America? No, of course not. <laughs> Uh, are you all screaming and singing the lyrics to this song now as you should be? No. So, no. uh, yeah, it's a forgotten masterpiece. And I will say, I, I was like, oh, there's uh, Aqua's Aquarium. There are so many good songs to choose <laughs> and I can't just pick one, but I had to pick one. Um, uh, happy boys and girls, uh, roses are red. Dr. Jones. Ooh, good These one. are real songs. <laughs> Um, yeah, but this song, uh, is, um, uh, it just goes, you are my candy man. Great. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, what, so you've described it to us, but what do you love about this style of music? Um, I think just how it, uh, I think how (laughs) he was like, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah." um, but, uh, I think it, it, it never, it was so specific uh, that time mm-hmm. of like this like weird Euro dance thing that like started with this and maybe ended with like blue dabba dee dabba die. Yeah, right. And right, uh, right. and and uh, it was like we. It was I heard it only on the radio. No one. I I didn't hear it anywhere other than the radio because yeah. I was like in elementary school and I didn't <laughs> like go to like. Mars 2112 every week. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, yeah. And I think, I think in Europe, I think it might have a different context, but here it was like really weird, uh, very niche. Yeah. Very, very like novel. Right. I yeah. Think here. Yeah. I mean, the big song was Barbie girl. And, right. uh, cause like, it's like, yeah, he fucks Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very like uh it's a very the music's very fun and then the dynamic which you already like displayed to us it's so aggressive I know. and terrifying i think yeah in a lot it's, of ways it's so bizarre um and i don't really know where it came from and like uh he's the r- rapping but it's like he uh, he has no context for rap it's just yeah. like <laughs> uh it's just like it's all the aggression like funneled through like um scandinavia yeah <laughs> and it just comes out like really strange like whoop <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like he it, it's it's like it's like it's like uh, cuz it's like bubblegum music right, too for sure and so it's like if um if like the archies uh got mashed with big l okay <laughs> Yeah. Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Big L. I don't know Big L. Just rap. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Would you play Aqua at your wedding? Without a doubt. <laughs> I feel so sorry I'm, for your future I'm, uh, bride. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to play Aqua probably this month for people to hear. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking wish- forward to that. Yeah. yeah. 
We wish you very well. Everyone come on over to Kyle's for an aqua listening party. Seriously, I'm having a party on May 24th on my roof. You can all come and it's strictly Euro dance music. And I am going to play a lot of aqua. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, thanks for uh, telling us the best song after 1997. Kyle Gordon, everybody. That's the tune. Uh, let's welcome our next comedian up to the stage, Ty Portis. Yes! Hello, hello. hello. Oh, thank you. Handshakes. Right. Yeah. The proper way to greet each other on a stage. Yeah. Uh, hello, Ty. How are Hi. you? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing well. Okay. Um... Okay, so I'm pre- I've prepared something yes, a little bit. Please, well, I'll just please. kind of go through go it. Go for it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Drama. Emotion. An inappropriate song premise for a teenager. Mm. It is the year of our Lord, 1997, and Leon Rhymes is recording and releasing How Do I Live on Curb Records in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, hello, my name is Tiffany Ty Portis. My friends call me Ty. And I'm here representing the Yeehaw Agenda from the Mason-Dixon line delegation. Um, I'd like to thank the repeater hosts, Evan and Pat, for hearing my my cry here. Absolutely. What song can be played at father-daughter dances, funerals, and your dentist's office waiting room? (laughs) How do I live? What song made it to the top of the charts on the very idea that a 14-year-old could wail about a complex, deep, codependent relationship that is ending? (laughs) How do I live? Uh, What song kicked off the country pop crossover career that sprung the careers of so many more white women like Faith Hill, Shania Twain, and a little skinny mini by the name of Taylor Swift? Yes, over the next three decades. How do I live? <laughs> um, all right. So let's examine the impact of the daring and darling power ballad right now. Mm. Uh, how do I live prepared us for the heartbreak of what the world is going to do to us? Um, the theme has taught us we will have to live without something or someone at any point in our lives. Oh, my God. Um, it's, it's very relevant and it's shown up throughout my life. Um, for instance, right now, how do I live without my train coming on time? And, uh, in the past, how do I live without four loco? Um, in the future, how do I live without, um, I just want to make sure did everybody see Endgame? Nope. No, 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 we did not. Okay. Okay. I'll skip it. Um, (laughs) how do I live without character X? Without a character. (laughs) We'll never know. Uh, Wow. Only one character died in that movie. Only one. Only one. Only one. Um, you can see me after if you want to know. Um, okay. So you might also wonder who is Leanne Ryan Sibrian? Mm. Um, she is a yodeling. Yes, she is. A, <laughs> she is a yodeling child star that later she changed the world with the film Coyote Ugly. Mm. Um, yep. Yes, world yes. changing film. I'm saying, um, and she's child star royalty. Um, she was one of the first victims of a dysfunctional family storyline. Mm. Um, one of the first in country music, at least. Uh, mm. Her father swindled all of her hard-earned cash, and then she had to sue him and her record label for it later. Um, 
despite all that like fresh drama early in her life, she still grew up and she was a run of the mill hussy. Um, <laughs> she stole her current husband, Eddie Sibrian, from his own happy family. And then she divorced her husband to go and marry Eddie. Whoa. Um, yes. What a Damn. way to fulfill a country yeah. stereotype. That's a real country <laughs> drama. Um, yes. <yeah>, so <clears throat> let's move on. I, I just want you to think about like, how does this song really make you feel? In love. Okay. How it makes me feel. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> how do I live without you? I want to know how do I live without you? Ooh, I forgot. If you were to go, how do I ever, ever survive? How do I? <laughs> how do I live? Okay, so after that, character X, she loves you. I know. I mean, I feel complete. Um, I feel alive and I feel a little sick at the same time. <laughs> um, but what is important to remember as it debuted as a hit in 1997, um, its impact on the charts and the radio was tremendous. And let's be real. It changed the human condition a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, this song did double duty. So Trisha Yearwood also recorded it at oh. the same time. Yeah. It's weird. Um, she earned a Grammy for her performance of the same song in the same year. Um, oh, and huh. Leanne Rhymes got like a new best new artist um, yeah. Grammy as well. Um, so it was doing double duty and it was featured in Con Air, which is starring Nicolas Cage. Hell yes. Great movie. This is a big Con Air crowd. Okay. <laughs> this crowd loves Con Air. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot the other stars. Um, but yeah, I'm talking about landing a plane in Las Vegas on the strip. There was a toy bunny. It's all there. Um, so, yeah, so we'll just keep it moving. I mean, what was the aftermath of How Do I Live? What happens in Great 1998? Um, personally, I think that the song was responsible for the FDA approving Viagra. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> how do we live without long-lasting erections? Yeah. How? Um, so, yes, I'd like to say thank you to my fellow um, opponents. Um, <laughs> it is a strict competition. This is a, Somebody's going to win. Um mm -hmm. And I just want you guys to know that I wholeheartedly believe that How Do I Live is the best song of 1998 or 1997. Oh, yes. It's 97. Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> um, and it would just be nice if Leanne won something. Uh, it's been a very long time. Yeah. Um, she broke out and then that was it. Where is she? Uh, <laughs> so, yes, this has been wonderful. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to yield my time to the speakers. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ty Portis. <laughs> Give it up. I'm regretting not buying that giant gavel I found the other day. You, you almost bought a gavel? Yeah, it was called the giant gavel of justice. And you were going to use it now? Yeah. Okay. Why not? I don't know. It sounds fun. Uh, to judge the final, yeah. the final songs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our next comedian up to the stage. Sally Ann Hall. Yay! Yes! Thank you. Yes. Welcome. Handshakes all around. Foolish Games. It's the best song. Hands down. Wow. Hands down. Uh, Foolish Games, for those of you who haven't heard uh, the good news about singer-songwriter Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> Alaskan treasure. Uh, I am. I'm Alaskan. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, Congratulations. I did. And actually, I saw Leanne Rhymes when she was 13 play at the Alaska State Fair. 
and I'm still a Jewel fan. Okay, Ooh. I love Jewel. No, okay. I like. She writes her own songs, mm-hmm. and this song in particular, I think, is wonderful uh, because it's like really ahead of its time. Uh, she's basically describing um, a fuck boy mm. before the term <laughs> came out. Yes. You know? Yeah, way ahead of her time. And she's, you know, she's obsessed with him. We all are. You know, we all get, we all like write poetry about like shitty dudes who aren't yeah. worth it. And this is just the most that. Yeah. Like the most heart. And she's like emotionally vulnerable with this fuck boy. Big mistake. Big <laughs> mistake. You're, you don't go vulnerable. And since you had such a lovely singing voice, I really regret that I prepared this. Okay. <laughs> Let's just let, may I walk you through the whole song? Yes, please. please. These five minutes, great. <laughs> you took a kudu and you stood in the rain. You're always crazy like that. <laughs> so she's like describing, like, a, like I feel like she's describing Robert Pattinson, right? Mm. Like he's artistic. <laughs> he always looks wet, very aloof. Yeah. And I watched from my window. I always felt I was outside looking in on you. So she's like, oh, surprise. She feels iced out by this fucking sensitive (laughs) guy. He's like, I'm such an artist. I can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) You're always the mysterious one with dark eyes and careless hair you are. Fashionably sensitive, but too cool to care. Um, she also yodels. Uh, she's a big yodeler. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of mountaintops in Alaska, so we all learn. We all learn it. Um, but so she's talking about a guy who's handsome. Big deal. He's handsome. <laughs> Fuck off. He stood in my doorway with nothing to say besides some comment on the weather. How about a hi, hello, how are you? <laughs> Well, in case you fail to notice, in case you fail to see everyone, this is my heart bleeding before you. That's a metaphor. This is me down on my knees. She's tired of blowjobs. And these (laughs) foolish games. That's like his general douchebaggery. I think that's what she means by foolish games. Like just uh, tearing me apart. She always falls apart there. I love it. She has such an expressive voice. Oh. <laughs> and your thoughtless words. I'm guessing, hey, you up? Uh, <laughs> are breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. She always breathes the word heart. I don't know. <laughs> heart. Heart. And uh, guys, there's another verse. <laughs> You're always brilliant in the morning, smoking your cigarettes and talking over coffee. Kill me. You loved Mozart. He took one art appreciation class. <laughs> and you'd speak of your loved ones as I clumsily strum my guitar. Jewel is also basic. Well, excuse me. Guess I've mistaken you for somebody else. Everyone, somebody who gave a damn. more like wow, you guys really suck at that. And these foolish games are tearing me. You're tearing me. You're tearing me apart. Okay, you guys get it. It's really sad. 
It's really sad. And at the end, she's like, breaking my heart. I can't hit that part. So if you could. It's okay. <laughs> and you know Leanne Rhymes. I'm so confused. Oh my God. I am so, you know the history of Leanne Rhymes. And you're like, Jewel? Do you like you smoke? No. Oh my God. Anyway, I can't hit that note, but Jewel can, and that's what's important. Uh, Hell yeah. She, and she writes her own songs. She yodels. Um, you know, I didn't do the research like you did on her whereabouts currently. I followed her on Instagram. She's mm. gotten some great work done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, she hasn't fixed her teeth. Ooh. Because okay. she doesn't want to be a sellout. That's pretty dope. <laughs> But Don't she has out. the fakest tits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, she looks great. And um, I really put myself out there just now. So Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. What do you think about my body? Okay. I heard multiple amazing. It doesn't matter. It matters to me. <laughs> it matters. I like to. All right. I got a little bit of pattering. But um, <laughs> that's fine. You guys. Yeah, they think it's great. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're not going to weigh in. You're not going to weigh in. Okay. Sorry. That's yeah. it. No, 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 no. Smart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jules, Foolish Games. Great song. Beautiful. Uh, really makes you feel. Yeah. It does. Thank you for sharing with us. No. Thank you. Aww. Sally and Hall, everybody. Give it up. I like the sing-along. Yeah, that was beautiful. We Thank all you everyone for singing fine. along. 1997, a big year for yodelers. <laughs> Little did we know. Uh, let's welcome our next comedian to the stage, Mike Nguyen. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Holy shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Wow, I, I've, I, did, I did no research for this. That's I didn't okay. Know we, we were, I didn't know we were allowed to. You can do whatever you want. I, I think uh, you're gonna kill it. I mean, I looked at my I looked at my uh, high school yearbook. Yes, and that was nice. as much as I got. That's <laughs> that is good research. Yeah, because I was uh, I guess my advantage is uh, my age because I was uh, almost graduated from high school when I was in 1997. Cool. So that was a very fundamental time of my life. Yeah. So my favorite song uh, is uh, "You Make Me Wanna" by Usher. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gotta. Good track. Gotta. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta. Wanna. You do gotta. You know, it's you a great song. Gotta. Yeah. Um, it's, okay. So my thesis, um, yes. um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk, is uh, <laughs> it's, I wouldn't say it's peak. I wouldn't say it's the beginning, but I would say it is like when R&B of that era really hit its stride that what I would call silk pajama R&B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Right? Right? Like TLC sure. silk pajama R&B, yep. you know, where you don't button up your shirt, you yep. know? Um, yeah. it is, it's got everything an R&B song of that era needs, which is silk pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, Step one. Uh, um, crazy good dancing. Yeah. yeah. He's his own backup dancer in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yo, fuck everybody else and their opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> I want me and then another me and then another me because only <laughs> I trust myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Usher for sure had that so confidence. So good. Um, yeah. And then also a classic thing about R&B because a lot of R&B songs can only really be about love. And so you had to come up with new angles on talking about love, okay? So uh, I think the best example of that is Shaggy, right? It wasn't me. What a ridiculous concept, right? <laughs> totally absurd. 
But his is, you make me want to leave the one I'm with and start a new relationship with you. Yeah. He's telling the girl that he, he's telling a girl that he wants to cheat on his girlfriend with her. Yeah. As a love song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) It's like the only way, it takes a lot more words than other artists. Way more. But it's like the only way you could maybe sound nice by like, Specifically being yes. like, I will cheat yes, with you. Yes, absolutely. And I feel only Usher went through this as a teenager, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know if this really ever happened to anyone else where it's like, man, I wish there was a song where I could explain <laughs> how I want to cheat on my girlfriend with this other girl and I could sing it to her. Oh. <laughs> Usher, thank Usher. you, right? <laughs> it was such a good song. Um, yeah. It was also very formative. I used to be a, a hip hop dancer and it's cool. really because of that song. Whoa. Because yeah. that song, Damn. it taught me how to, uh, he does a move called a glide. He does a glide in mm-hmm. it, right? Which is like when, it's kind of like a, it's like a sideways moonwalk. Okay, hold on, I'm gonna do it. I yeah. can't sing, but I can dance. That's the one thing. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. 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 Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then the reason why he impressive. can, the reason why he can do it is because in the scene, in, in the, at the end of the, at the end of the music video, he takes off his shoes. Right. All three of them, <laughs> all three of him and his backup selves take off their shoes. And the movement of taking off your shoes in it is also the movement for doing a glide. Ah. So when you do a glide by putting your weight on your toe and then pushing off of it and then putting your weight on your other toe as you go. Right. But what he does is he does it and he takes off his shoe as he does it. Ooh. And then he leaves his shoe and it's just right there. The shoes are off. And then for some reason, <laughs> this is considered hot. And he just, <laughs> and I'm gonna do it right now on my comedy set here. Hell yeah. Is it working? I don't think so. Was he wearing I silk socks? So. Silk socks would really sell it for It me. would probably, probably, but um, silk socks would be so disgusting. Yeah, for <clears> sure. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, cause I watched that music video and saw him take off his shoes and was not paying attention to the dancing. Just went, why are you, why do you take his shoes off? Yeah. <laughs> He's left without his shoes. Yeah, he 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 takes off his shoes. It's a bold artistic choice, I would say. <laughs> I don't know at what point during the concepting phase that uh, he was like, "Guys, guys, yo, fuck shoes." Am I right? You know, like <laughs> I don't know when he ever says that, but he does say it, I, I guess. And he leaves them, and all of the three of them leave him. And I remember also, this is so 1997. K Swiss was in, not ironically, yeah, right, right? right. <laughs> like it is now. <laughs> and uh, all of my friends, we would be in Spanish uh, three. And we would be in class and uh, we had to keep our shoes really clean. That was the whole thing. Like you had to keep your case with shoes ridiculously clean. Mm-hmm. And we would listen to that song and we would take off our shoes while sitting down at our desks. But we would take it off right then and there. So, so it was a dope way to do it, you know, but you're like reference. It was so many layers, really. So <laughs> You guys were just speaking in usher code. It was just school. like, you know, uh, it was our own uh, cultural moments for yeah. um, like, an Asian dude, a Korean dude, and randomly like another white guy. So, <laughs> but uh, that was that was the the best song. It was so yeah. good, and I still listen to it to this day. I when I got married, it was on my playlist. Yes, um, I wore Gucci saw a Gucci shoes for my wedding. Ooh, so pretty sick, easy to take off. <laughs> pretty um, sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel like that is part of what he's doing. Is like the song is almost trying to be coy a little bit. Yes, right, because he's like, oh, I would leave if that were on the table. Is it? I don't know if it is. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but while he's doing that, he's like, I know we're just talking, but let me start to get undressed while we're yes. just having a conversation 100%. about it. And, and it's such a bold move that no one else has ever done it. 
Yeah. Right? Think about it. No one else has... I mean, a lot of people do the unducked, untucked shirt, blah, 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 blah. No one else has ever taken off their shoes. <laughs> All right. And you think about that era. That era is the era of, uh, you know, that R&B era. There was tons mm-hmm. of R&B songs that were in men's bathrooms. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Tony Rich Project started. But uh, tons of things in in uh, uh, in that. There was tons of silk silk pajamas. There was tons of like the O-lights, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, fish eye lens yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody fuck with the shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's the best. Yeah. It's true original. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mike Joanne. Get those shoes on. Definitely the best dancing we've had so far, Repeater. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, Incredible. Let's get it going for our next comedian. Welcome to the stage, Nani Mendez. Hello, hello. Hello. Yes, handshakes. That's what we're doing. Kick the Destroy mic. the stage. I'm on. You're on. Yes. Uh, um, how are you? I'm good. Great. What's What's the song? What do you got for us? Um, my song is Genuine's Pony. Ooh. Hello. I, uh, <laughs> I asked I asked permission because this song actually came out in 1996. Yeah. But it charted higher in 1997. Yeah. And it's probably the only song that has charted in 96, 97, and 2015. (laughs) I did not know about the 2015 chart. Wow. Yep. Impressive song. Yeah. uh, Do you know why it charted in 2015? uh, Magic Mike. Oh, damn. Yeah. uh, That movie just keeps on giving. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) Mike, you don't have an advantage over everyone here because I was also in high school during this time. um, And it was a dope song. And I think... Yes, it's sexual. Very. Um, yes, it is. But that is not the main reason I like it. Okay. Um, it's a song that brings people together, really. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers the video. Yeah. Um, but he... I watched it last night and it yeah, was very exciting. His and his <laughs> friends uh, get off their tour bus. Yep. And they go into this bar. And it's a bar full of white people. Uh, cowboys. Cowboy hats. Middle America. If it were now, they'd be Trump supporters, right. you know, um, basically. And he gets up there and he starts dancing. Um, and they're not into it at first. They're like, there's a lot of shots of like a guy in a hat being like. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That look. That look. Yeah. It's universal. They're very unsure about it. But he keeps dancing and he keeps singing and he's doing his thing and slowly everybody in the bar is coming together. The people from the bus mm-hmm. and the patrons are coming together. They're dancing. And then the very last shot of the video is one of the cowboys with the hat and one of uh, Jenny Wine's boys with a baseball cap and they change hats. Uh, that's beautiful yeah. symbolism. It's a very tender moment. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful, it brings people together. And if you think about it, when this song like plays in a club, mm-hmm. if like people get hyped, you know, for sure. like yeah. you don't know yeah. somebody, but if a song goes up and you're like, oh, and then you see the stranger that gets also gets hyped, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and you're like instant friends. If it's yep. like at a karaoke bar and it comes out, like people are like, we'll sing with you. It brings people together. Yes. It's a sexy song. Yes. Yeah. It's the best. And also it's kind of a feminist song too, because, um, like, yeah, I do get horny, you yeah. know? I'm a woman and I do get horny. And I appreciate that he's not like, oh, I'm horny. It's like, yeah, you're horny. Mm-hmm. Me, a woman, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> like, I mean, the thing that does unite everyone is everyone gets horny. Yeah. And that's why it's such a, oh, yeah. everyone bonds over this song. Yeah. And it's also like, there are, there are so many songs and videos that sexualize women. And th- this one's for us. This one sexualizes a man. And yeah. it's like the quintessential like male stripper song. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I, I I haven't had a male stripper. I mean, I mean, if you guys want to buy me, my birthday's in October twenty. <laughs> I don't know. Better I've never one. had the experience. We'll start pulling money. But if I did, and this song didn't come out, I would be very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> almost almost offended. I yes, feel like. I think so. Like and rightfully so. Yeah, and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, this song does, it did, it introduces a feeling to a room like few songs do. Yeah. It'll, it'll hype a room up. It'll hype yes. a room. I don't think anyone else is uh, that, uh, as Latino as I am or maybe, <laughs> but there's like, there's like one Latino, there's like a, uh, a, a song called, uh, El Tiburon, which does the same thing to yeah. a Latino room where this one, and this one is like more universal. I've seen that same energy do it. This song, it yeah. just hypes people up. People are into it. Everyone likes it. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, 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 it's beautiful. And it brings yeah. people together as, as we've said. Uh, I, I want to recreate that moment in 2019 so bad of like this music video. Yeah. And it weirdly does feel like Pony is still the song that would do it. Yeah. I think, I, I think it would. I think if you took this same situation that happened in the video like if maybe Genuine walked into a bar right now, I think it would bring people together the yeah. same way it did in that video. It's the way really- that you introduced that, I thought you were going to say that you wanted to be the one to walk into a bar. I would love. <laughs> into a horny cowboy bar. I would love. They I would love to be the sexualized male walking into a horny yeah. cowboy bar. They weren't horny. They're, they're horny once you walk in right. and start singing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do. that seems like the thing that's funny about that premise too is that yeah. it is a horny video just about bringing like these two everybody yeah everybody but everybody gets horny and and we can all connect on that level we all get it yeah i think i think yeah i think that's a beautiful message i mean and like (laughs) and and uh, in like if you think of r&b videos or there's nothing like this like who thought of this who who was in that pitch meeting with genuine was like i know where we're gonna set this Like in a bar and, and like thinking about the, what the song is talking about. I don't know who came up with that idea and, and, and having it be about that, but it's great. It's also one of Timberland, Timberland's first produced record that hit. Oh, nice. Um, it's, also, it's also got a slide whistle in it. If you listen carefully. <laughs> <laughs> slide whistles are horny. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I think we're aware that like we have a really flooded uh, democratic primary race coming up for the yeah. next presidential election, but one candidate would be wise to use this to song, use this song oh, yeah. and make horny their platform for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I'd vote for them. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. What a beautiful song. Manny Mendez, everybody. Yeah. Had to get into it. I mean, it was a good start. It was just a start. It was just yeah. a tease. God, this song's so good. Uh, let's keep it going. Let's give a big round of applause to our next comedian, Anjali Desai. Yeah. Anjali, oh. hello. Hi. Wow. We're doing it. Wow. Formal Hi, greetings. Okay. So here's, here. 
here, here's what I'll tell you guys. Yes. Yeah. I want I want to have like a nice fireside chat about this song. So I'm not a big music person. I'm just going to be so straight up. Thank sure. you for being honest. Yeah. I feel really bad when I say that because somehow music has like touched the fiber of so many beings and I don't count myself in that. It doesn't mean I don't have fiber. Um, <laughs> but the song, I'll tell you the song I picked. Um, it is a song. I, I can't. So what I'm saying is I can't speak to like the musical effect it has on I, I can't, I'm not educated in that way. It's okay. What I can talk about is the effect that this song had on me. Yes. You know, I'm not looking to compete. I'm looking to share. Like, yeah. I know yeah. that- From the heart. Yeah. Listen, From the heart. That's what we're all here for. So my song is Spice Up Your Life by the Spice Girls. <laughs> Big. Big. Global. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> like, what it did for me. So- Yeah, if you would share- yeah, 1997 was a very interesting year for me. Y'all are going to hate me. Um, this song came out on October 13th, a week away from my fourth birthday. Oh, Y'all. Uh. <laughs> you can hit me outside. It's okay. Four is a big year. Yeah, no, it really was. Um, I've always felt like I was 35 and I'm just like working my way there. <laughs> like, I do think that that is the year I will be happy. Um, <laughs> Anyone want to weigh really, in? I mean, I really, I'm, are, are there, are there 35 year olds? Don't tell me, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> no spoilers on 35 guys. None. But I, I have seen Endgame. We gonna talk later. <laughs> okay. So, um, no, yeah. Like what, even when I was th- almost four mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. listen, okay. I skipped a grade. So I was in, I was in. Uh, Montessori pre-K. Whoa. Okay. I was a smart little dick, you know? <laughs> Just really, really. Um, yeah. And uh, I was, you know, getting my dad's faxes because, you know, when you immigrate to a country, you bring patriarchy with you. Mm-hmm. Um, faxes <laughs> No, really, like patriarchy. that's all I did was get him his faxes and cook with my mom. Cause like they, tr- they, you, tr- I'm not kidding. I'm a very liberated woman now, mm. but I was trained in Indian housewifedom. Um, so a lot, a lot of cooking, a lot of mm-hmm. getting faxes, mm-hmm. a lot of doing whatever. And then spice up your life. I heard it and it was, it almost was like the anthem to get people to like me. <laughs> like I was, yeah, I was being judged by white kids left and right. There was no other people of color where I grew up. Um, Cause uh, you know, it's a upper middle-class white suburb, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, I mean, this song is not only about women, but it's about spicing up your life. And I was the spice. (laughs) I mean, really, it's a call to action. Like, I promise, not only will I be your friend, I will help you with your homework. (laughs) Yeah. So this, it just meant a lot to me, this song. And yeah, and it was, it came out, you know, who has not seen Spice World? Oh, honey. Wow. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm not like, I'm not mad. It's more oh. of like, you have missed out and you should go watch it. 
Okay. Imagine the the whole concept of this movie makes fun of itself. Like it's not a good movie. It really is (laughs) a bad movie. What's the plot? Oh, okay. So imagine if the Hannah Montana movie was about a real woman named Hannah Montana. Sure. You lost me. That is, that is this movie. It is a movie about the real girl group, the Spice Girls playing a fictionalized version of themselves also called the Spice Girls. <laughs> okay. And it is about them on tour and the whole time their manager played by Oscar nominee Richard E. Grant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. With some sick sideburns and jewel-toned silk suits. It's about two movie producers wanting to sell him an idea about making the Spice Girls into a movie. Jesus Christ. And it's, it's really... It's really crazy. Like this movie is great. And you have so many notable people in this movie. So Richard E. Grant, I already said, Alan Cumming plays (laughs) the paparazzi that follows them everywhere. Like the OK Magazine guy. You know what I mean? The in style man, uh, star. I read all of these magazines. (laughs) Um, I'm also a big Bachelor fan. Don't. Anybody? We got some. I work on 90 Day Fiance. My life is made. Okay. (laughs) So, I do. Woo! No spoilers. Okay. Um, I know. I'm... (laughs) She'll be doing a and a after the show. Yeah. If anyone wants to know. Um... Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry are also in this film. Oh, and wow. What a mo- beautiful male yeah, cast. And this really, film. Truly. <laughs> all, only, only notable men in this cast <laughs> beyond the Spice Girls. And then the, I saved the best for last. Their tour bus driver is played by Meatloaf. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> classic Meatloaf role. That's a classic Meatloaf so, role. And, and what I love about this song too is it's fun. Like it is yeah. a basic song. Like it is not full of meaning. Truly. No. <laughs> but it has a built-in dance routine. Um, mm-hmm. Slam it to the left if you're having a good time. I could sing. They were, I can sing. They but si- they, I, no, no, no. They, they did uh, it better. And yeah, I'm not I'm beautiful. not ready for that judgment. <laughs> they um, said they were inspired by Bollywood movies. That was like what they wanted to yeah. for the song. Oh, I, Hence the dance number, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> Hence the dance number, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I grew up, and I also grew up around uh, with Bollywood movies. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um kids were surprised like in middle school when I could dance because like I had been dancing my whole life that they, they didn't even, I really didn't have friends guys. Like <laughs> the Spice Girls were my friends. Um, At least it was like a number of them, not just yeah. one artist that you got into. Yeah. And I think the great thing about Spice Girls as a group is that like as a woman, you feel like you have to be one thing and there were five girls and you could identify with each and every single one of them. And one of them was a baby. And one of them- <laughs> One of them was scary and that was okay. And one of them was uh, ginger, which is like a cool spice. Um, Like if (laughs) if you actually eat it. um, And uh, one is sporty, which is like, you know, fight me, bro. Mm -hmm. Um, But also hot. And um, (laughs) posh. Posh. I don't like her. (laughs) Her face cream is expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also has a really fun music video. They're just it like really flying does. around in a spaceship. It was, yeah, it was inspired by Blade Runner. Um, but wow. truthfully, like because it's that they as a as a group are so campy, like it really reads more like Fifth Element vibes to yeah. me. Yeah. Like it's not like Blade Runner is like too like dark and like not serious, but right. like 
for real. Um, and and Fifth Element is just like this is not re- this is not a this is not a serious. It's a great film. Great film. Not a serious film at all. No. Operatic singer with stones in her. What? <laughs> That's the Fifth Element. Yeah. Watch it if you haven't. It's, it's great. great. Yeah. Chris Tucker has if, a great role in there. I would have liked if uh, Spice World was just a Fifth Element sequel. Like put them in space. Holy shit. Right? Pat, you sh- Pat, you should have been, <laughs> in, the that would be you been in the pitch room. Uh, and you, 10 year old, uh, what should we put in this movie? <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. Andre, well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you guys. Give it up again. Thank you. Andre say. Bye. There it is. Uh, let's welcome our final comedian of the night to the stage. He's uh, getting his presentation set up here over on the television to your right. Uh, ladies, and ge- ladies and gentlemen, Harris Marison. What's going on? Hey, Harris. Thanks for having me. Thanks um, for joining us. Say a couple things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one, I very much view this as a competition. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I need to, I see the front right now is Pony, uh, and I have to deep. <laughs> No, shut up. I got to debunk <laughs> Pony, though. One, it should not be allowed in the competition. It didn't come out in 97. Okay. You're a cheater. Two, I love, I used to love that song. And then someone ruined it for me by my friend Sarah. She's like, yeah, it's a great song. But the backing track sounds like he's burping the whole time. And that, <laughs> wah, 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 I mean, wah. I it love sounds that. like burps nonstop. And it is not a song that should be the best song of 1997. <laughs> okay. Now, let's go. Let's go with this song. Uh, I did. Which, I chose "Candle in the Wind" 1997 by sure. Elton John. Uh, once again, not my favorite song in 1997, but definitely the best song objectively. Let uh-huh. me explain. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so Deets, not Deets. the first time that he released it. Uh, Elton John, the original version, 1974. It's about Marilyn Monroe, yeah. and it's a banger, baby. <laughs> uh, it's a real. It's a real can't miss. Uh, so we got a good start. Mm-hmm. Then just leave it alone, right? Uh-oh, no. Guess what happens? Princess Deanna, Princess Deanna dies. Yeah. Uh, side Tragic. note, she looks so much like Carmela Soprano. I never realized that. <laughs> wow. Diana wow. And, and Carmela look exactly the same. Yeah. Edie Valley, they're like straight up the same. But Princess D dies. Di- 97. Elton John perform at this funeral. He goes, I got the ditty to make him weep. Changes a couple lines because the original is about Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Makes it about Princess Diana. Bang, we're in hit city. So <laughs> why is this the best song in 97? Is it because of its infectious melody? Is it because it was the best-selling single of the year and second best-selling single of all time worldwide behind Burl Ives' White Christmas? Um, 33 million copies sold CD. Wow. Is it because if you give Elton John a second chance, add a song, he's going to make it even better. No, those are none of the reasons. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised. Here's why it's the best song in 97. One, it sums up the complicated public legacy of Princess Diana with a very pretty bow. Like, this hasn't been done since American Pie, where it's like, oh, Big Bop or Buddy Holly, they're all dead. Pretty song, don't think about it. Princess Diana, there's so much going on around her. And then he's like, you know what? Forget the cheating. Forget the, forget, you know, the infidelity. Forget that she's kind of, you know, the queen doesn't like her. Forget that she's not maybe royal blood. Here's a song. Like, what if this song happened for Heath Ledger? What if, like, the, <laughs> the main equivalent I can think of that didn't work was Alan Jackson's Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? Oh, my if, God. If you thought of 9-11 and thought of that song first, 
that'd be the equivalent of how this is to Princess Diana, yeah. which brings me to exclusivity. It's great because it's exclusive. He hasn't performed the song live since the funeral and will not unless the royal children ask for it, which is a funny thing to think about of just like Prince Harry being like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Can you play on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you play it? Oh, can you play the song? Oh, I'm the, ba- I'm the bad boy. Uh, which then brings me to the third reason why <laughs> Proceeds for all the song, which is 38 million pounds, go to charity work, the Diana Fund, not cocaine like the six other songs in contention. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All that money <laughs> went to drugs. So this money goes to the Diana Fund, all the money from the song, which is used for palliative care, which is used for international asylum purposes. I mean, it's really great. So if you disagree that Candle of the Wind is the best song of 97, <laughs> you hate social justice. <laughs> if you hate social justice, you are canceled. <laughs> and if oh, you no, are canceled, no. your vote don't matter. Uh, <laughs> so that's why Candle in the Wind is the best song of 97. Uh, open uh, to questions. Let's start. <laughs> Harris, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thank you for the presentation. Uh, Pat, you want to do one question each? Let's do one question each. Oh, boy. Just to be fair. I'm just too fair shocked. It's such a beautiful presentation. Be I agree. Um, <clears throat> I feel like you went pretty pretty hard uh, at the song that came out in 1996 for charting in 1997, Pony, right? Yes, yes, this is true. And yet this song was written in 1974. With changes, with changes. There were changes to the lyrics. Folks, How many folks, changes? Folks, here's the thing. Yeah, so my question is just, what's up with that, dude? Here's, folks. A fair question. <laughs> But if you actually paid fucking attention, you'd have seen <laughs> lyrics were changed. The the kind of muse that you need, it wasn't just like, oh, this song didn't do well for a year. It's like 20 years later, he goes, how can I pay tribute to this beautiful soul besides a purple beanie baby? Mm-hmm. And the answer right, right. is that he's going to change a couple lyrics of a song about Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Instead of being uh, whatever the other lines are in the song from Marilyn sure. Monroe, he's like, hey, you're the... Queen of England. Yeah. You're the best. So the difference, here's what's up. Here's what's up. Royalty. Thank you. Next yeah. question. Ugh. Do you think that this song Sometimes. is appropriate for middle school dances? Great question. Great question. Uh, I was hoping you'd ask this. Uh, this is big. This is going to be the deal breaker. <laughs> so... Is it a, I have now, I have to ask questions back about sure, the middle sure, school sure. that it's playing. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Is it a uh, secular middle school? No. No, what religion? Oh, secular, yes. <laughs> Pat, Pat, you are such a sinner. You just undermined the entire, uh, any anti-point well, to this, but yeah. look. <laughs> if you're looking for if you're at a religious school dance, heck no, you're not playing this because you don't want to think about what kind of sin Princess Diana's going through. Right, right. And you're just trying to bump and grind with, you know, a little, uh, with another uh, middle schooler. And this is the, <laughs> out of all the songs we've talked about tonight, this is the bump and grind song. <laughs> Folks! <laughs> yeah, follow-up question. We don't know. So, sorry. We don't know. Uh, this is all to say, if you went to a non-religious school, heck yeah, it's appropriate for whatever kind of dancing you want. Hands on hips, nut to butt. It don't yeah. matter. That's I respect it. I respect it. It's that kind of dancing. That's what EJ provides, my friends. Absolutely. Fantastic. You've made a great case. Harris, thank you so much. And oh, what? the best case. Thank you so yes, much. Okay. Everyone get up for Harris. Marison. 
absolutely incredible. It certainly was a case. Feel if you need to get up and grind on somebody, feel free. Okay, <laughs> this is that song. We have now seen seven comedians present their case for best song of two thousand. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ! Of nineteen ninety-seven. And, um, it's our show. I know, guys. 2019. And uh, now Pat and I uh, are going to briefly confer and give you our ranking of these songs. But not only that, we promised you a top 10 countdown. So we're going to throw in the last three songs of that top 10 <laughs> countdown ourselves. Yeah. And we're not going to explain it. We're just going to tell you what they are. Yep. Uh, great, Pat. Uh, shall we uh, confer? Sure. Great. Perfect. We're done. <laughs> yeah, no, it's we a figured very it out. In-depth Based process. on what everyone said, we figured it out. Uh, Pat, well, can we reveal? This is Evan and Pat rank 1997. Yes. And this is the definitive list. Now, actually, right before we do this, we're going to do an audience vote as well. There's little pieces of paper and pencils on the table. We want you to write down which of these songs you think was the best song of 1997. That's going to be the audience vote. Everyone can vote. Go for it. And, uh, and we'll announce it a little bit later in the show. But right now is the time to write down your vote. And now we present our top 10 list of songs from 1997. Pat, coming in at number 10. At number 10, Mbop by H- Hanson. Hanson's Mbop. The number 10 song, not represented so far tonight. Uh, the number nine song is Song 2 by Blur. Wow, really not a big response <laughs> to that song. Well, it's Pat the one that I, goes woohoo. Yeah, oh, just woo-hoo. like that. That's better. That's the song. Uh, at you number, thank you. At number eight, we have "Return of the Mac" by Mark Morrison. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, now we're coming to the songs that you guys have already heard tonight. Number seven, "Lollipop" (parentheses Candyman) by Aqua. And let's, just, and let's just say, these songs are all great. These are all good songs, including that one. At number six, Candle in the Wind, 1997. Wow. Elton John. John, six. Okay. We're canceled. canceled. <laughs> we don't like social justice. <laughs> number five, halfway there, How Do I Live, Leanne Rhymes. Give it up. <clears throat> At number four, You Make Me Wanna by Usher. Ooh, incredible. We're getting down to it. Number three, Jules Foolish Games. Wow. Now, now we know. Save your excitement. We're going to ask number two. We're going to ask number two, which. Is everybody ready? Well, it's going to give you a hint as what number one is. Okay. I'm not. Number two is Spice Up Your Life by the Spice Girls. Which means coming in at number one, much to Harris's dismay, is Pony (laughs) by Genuine. Yes. A horny uh, song wins. A horny song. The horny song wins. Nani, would you like to do an acceptance speech? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Basically, I just want to trash talk e- EJ. Um. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like uh, the good point about him trashing Pony, it uh-huh. wasn't that it didn't chart high in 96. It's that it kept fucking charting. Kept charting. All the way through 96 to 97 into 2015. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Big time. Okay? 
Yeah. Wow. You know what? We're going to agree and to disagree. Also Elton John, Elton John was probably like, oh, I got to sing a song for Princess Diana. And didn't do his fucking homework and was like, <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do now? And then changed, like you said, two fucking lyrics <laughs> on this song and called it a fucking day. Called it a day. Thank you so much. And congratulations. Absolutely incredible. That's it. Except we guys, we have a musical guest coming up. You saw him earlier. Mr. Kyle Gordon is going to grace the stage with some beautiful music. So we're going to take just a moment here to rearrange the stage and we'll be right back with Kyle playing some tunes. Hello. Hey. Are we good? All right. Um, awesome. I'm so excited. Um, uh, I totally forgot uh, when I was up here earlier to compete, so I'm so excited that I can come back out here. Um, uh, but I'm uh, now gonna just do uh, some musical song, musical characters type th thing, um, and I'm gonna take you through the years. So this first one actually is kind of rooted in uh, 1997 a little bit. It's a little bit kind of pop punk thing, and then I'm gonna take you to uh, 2007, and then I'm gonna take you back to 1967. So we're gonna do some fun, different things here. Uh, this first character is, uh, although I was young when it was a pop punk thing, but uh, this first uh, song is uh, this first character is me at 16. Me at 16. Thank you. Honestly, shut the fuck up! Honestly, shut the fuck up! Oh! Honestly, you guys have no idea what the fuck I'm going through right now! It's like, oh, I go to, I get, uh, you don't know what it's like, I go to school with a bunch of Gastons! But I'm just, but I'm a bell! And it's like, oh, you're looking at me, and you're like, oh, you think I'm, you, uh, you know, it seems like I'm really angry. But I'm actually shy! <laughs> and uh, this first song is about how every day in my life is a fucking nightmare, a.k.a. have you ever lived in Bridgeport, Connecticut? All right. <laughs> All right, let me just tune up real quick. Uh, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts! 
leaves in the words that made me die. The black tattoo of love, it seems to cry. The memories are shit and blood mixed into a pie. You said you'd stay, but you lied. My life is the worst life ever. The worst life ever invented. My life is vomit. My life is shit now. My life is terrible. And I guess you never went to my high school or you'd be fucking miserable. And you went through things like me, aka the basketball team convinced you to get up on the fucking roof of the school and walk back 20 feet. And then he said he told you if you jump, if you just get a running start and fly off of the fucking thing and you spread your arms, you can float like a sugar glider. Guess what? I broke my fucking foot! <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, now we're going to take you back to uh, 2007. Uh, does everyone remember Colby Calais? All right, this, uh, what you're about to see now, uh, this is Colby Calais. <laughs> hey. It's me, Colby. <laughs> um. Remember me? From California? <laughs> For those who don't know, I'm Colby Calais, and, um... I'm like kind of like a female Jack Johnson kind of thing, but I just love the beach and um, just so happy. And uh, this song is um, this song's off my new album, Clouds. Hey, count me in. I'm looking for a boy who can pick me up with his big strong arms and swing me around his head. I'm looking for a boy with the cutest smile who will tickle my toes and tell me he loves my shirt, <laughs> who will nibble my nose. Until it hurts <laughs> But I would pray to God every single day That one day I would find Ooh, a boy that's just like you A boy who's smart and silly and huge A giant boy for me A boy that's just like you, maybe Wow, well he's so big and I'm so small Biggest boyfriend yet in the whole wide world. He's got big, strong arms and the big, big head. He's the one that I love. Oh, yeah. You are just my giant boyfriend. I'm like a mouse and he's like a house. I love a boyfriend. He is so much bigger than me. So do ba do ba da 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 ba Whenever we're walking down the beach, I love holding. Onto your big strong leg I want you to carry me into the house Let's do a piggyback ride Oh yeah Put me in your carry-on bag And take me out of LA I'm your little Malibu bell And you are my Gaston I keep on talking to my friends about you now How cool and cute and big 
but you're a giant freak. I've never seen anybody quite like you. And also, you are hot to me. Hey, well, he's so big. I'm so small. Got the biggest boyfriend yet in the whole wide world. He's got big, strong arms and a big, big head. He's the one that I love. Oh, yeah. You are just my giant boyfriend. I'm like a mouse and he's like a house. And I'm a boyfriend. He is so much bigger than... Me, yeah, wow, yeah, why is so so much bigger than me, yeah, me. Thank you. All right, uh, this last, uh, this last guy is from, uh, 1967, and to you be keeping with the theme from the night, this guy is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Buonanotte. My name is uh, Antonio Frankfurt, and I'm Brazilian, but I'm a white Brazilian, so it's about that. And uh, a little about me. My music is about love. It's about making love all the time and <laughs> making love to women. In fact, it's at the point now that I need to come every single day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for me, it's at the point now that I'll have make love to anyone, even people that are like spooky to me and things like that. And. <laughs> make love to people that are even very sick and things like that so <laughs> this song is like about that <laughs> oh she's the ugliest girl on the beach but i still want to be Oh, I'm not a good person at all <laughs> Under the shade of the baobab tree I see her resting her head in giant head It doesn't fit on her neck, ay 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 And her face, it is covered in mustard Her good eye is looking at me And my heart it goes via Vabudaya, Vuzaya, Vuda, Vuzaya, Vabuzaya, Vabudaya, Vuda. Vabudaya, Vabuzu, Vudu, Vudaya, Vabitaya. She's the ugliest girl on the beach. But I still want that peace. Oh, I'm just a slime type of guy. Oh, she walks to me. Approaching just like a camel Her body is covered in bombs So many strange freaky type of bombs now She's so tall But her legs are two different sizes Her teeth They're the big type of teeth Whoa 
And then I lay her down, softly avoiding her ashes. And then we make love on the beach in front of so many children on the beach. Whoa, we must make love on this beach. Cause I actually live on this beach. I've committed so many crimes. I'm mostly for killing stray dogs because of Thank you. Kyle Gordon, everyone. Kyle, thank you for gracing us with those beautiful songs. Um, I bet everyone's very curious to know who won the audience vote. The suspense (laughs) is probably really getting at you. And, um, you know, it was the exact same song that won the regular. (laughs) So it was Pony. Pony won twice. Wow, can you believe? We're so good. We're so good. Uh, We picked it. You picked it. Everyone picked it. (laughs) Except for the Billboard Hot 100. They really messed up. Oh. Uh, this has been Repeater's Top 10 Countdown of 1997. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at qedastoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at hi-fi-records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.